Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's a thirsty Thursday, D-Aliens. What's up? This is EJ Stewart. You're listening to the best of the DA show coming at you live right now. Happy Thursday! Thursday to you, North America. The mothership has connected. Welcome aboard. It's the four-hour deflector shield shindig. DA with you from the CBS Sports Radio Studios in New York City. Broadcasting to affiliates nationwide and north of the border. Anchorage to Atlanta, Tulsa to Tallahassee. Kalamazoo and Waterloo A are on the air. They listening, D.A., everything we saying, D.A., everything. Hey, thanks so much for being with us, everybody. D.A. with you here on CBS Sports Radio. Good show lined up for you this morning. Andrew Brandt is a former NFL executive, worked in the front office of the Green Bay Packers for a long time. He is now the host of the Business of Sports podcast. He's been a longtime contributor to Sports Illustrated as well. Andrew's going to join us, ramifications of the Rodgers injury, and whether this might spur action to get grass installed around the NFL. Brant's going to join us in hour number four. It's a Thursday. That's right. We're toasting to the good stuff. Let's do some thirsties. What do you got going on? What makes you feel good and do well? well? I feel good and I'm doing well. We will toast by raising a pint to the good stuff today. Let us know by hitting me up on Twitter, DA on CBS, or on the phone at 855-212-4CBS. Also this hour, sound check your best audio of the day in 20 in 40. The Chiefs and the Chris Jones holdout. What does that mean for the defending Super Bowl champs? Let us begin in Miami. So much attention this week in the AFC East has been dedicated to what happens to the Jets following the Rodgers injury and how awful the Bills looked, specifically Josh Allen in the loss. Lost in all of that in the AFC East is how good the Dolphins, specifically the offense, looked in going to L.A. and getting that dramatic victory over the Chargers. More than 400 yards passing from Tua Tungavailoa. And for a Dolphins team that I get it, it's still hard to believe in because Tua is not able to stay healthy regularly. And the Dolphins don't have any track record in decades of postseason success. It's hard to believe that these guys are really contenders in the NFL and the AFC for a Super Bowl. And yet, I look at that head coach, I look at that play calling, I look at those weapons, I look at that defense, I look at what Vic Fangio dialed up late in that game to thwart the comeback from the Chargers, 
And I look at that QB and I say, they got a lot of the pieces that you need. Now, the quarterback always in today's NFL is the most important piece of the puzzle. And for Tua, as we all know, I mean, his first name might as well be if he stays healthy. Because that's what everybody always says about Tunga Vailoa. But if he stays healthy for Tua. This guy can be an elite quarterback. And I had my doubts, even despite, even outside of the injury history. I had my doubts about the mentality of Tua. But I think we're starting to see a little alpha starting to grow out of a very pleasant, polite, diplomatic young man. I want you to listen to an exchange that Tua had with a local reporter in Miami who asked about the question surrounding whether Tua has the big arm of some of his contemporaries. Okay? Is Tua finally growing into being the guy? It is where we begin, your cold open. Tua back to throw. Deep downfield. Wide open. Touchdown. Tyreek Hill. What a throw and catch. Right on the money. One-on-one. Tyreek just runs by him. And what a throw by Tua. Wow. Do you think that anyone is still saying you can't throw deep? I don't care. I mean, I don't care. (laughs) 466 is, that's what 466 is if I can't throw deep. Thanks. Puts it to the corner, and it's caught! Tyreek Hill, touchdown! Who else can you beat in a game? My gosh. Tyreek Hill, again. What a throw. What a throw by Tua. It didn't surprise me that guys were able to execute. It made me very proud of all the training that it took because I know how, how that was for all people involved. You're, you're witnessing their most invested, intentional, deliberate um, execution of whatever they're doing. But, like, you know, I don't I, – I didn't know it was going to work. They, you know, players decided on the field, and sometimes players decide to be the best versions of themselves, and you don't, you don't know what's going to happen on, on Sunday. I don't believe it! The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending – it's DA's top story. Here he goes. It's your cold open. Jimmy Cephalo, Joe Rose, a couple of Dolphins legends and Dolphins radio. And you heard Tua and Mike McDaniel there. I thought that was interesting. It's it's not exactly a, quote, clap back in the traditional sense. It's not like Tua is being antagonistic or angry there. But when asked about people questioning his deep ball, his arm, he said, I don't really care. 466. That's what 466 looks like. You know, that's a bit of a mic drop. It's not aggressive because he's not an aggressive guy like that, but 466, like, what else do you want? I put up nearly 500 yards of passing. We won the football game. Does that answer the question? And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Let's just take a quick snapshot of the best quarterbacks in the NFL today. Number one is Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes goes to the podium and Mahomes says the right things and Mahomes is well liked. I mean, Mahomes is a unicorn of the fact that he's he's just he's a genuine good guy that people like seemingly without much of an ego not the trappings of celebrity and yet you know privately 
if somebody said, yeah, you know, Patrick, they don't think you can do this. You haven't done this before. What about these? He'd be like, bleep that, bleep that, bleep that. I can do all of that. You just know. Burrow's the same way. Burrow, when he's at the podium, has a very kind of cool, calm demeanor, coolest cat in the building. But you know there's a hyper-competitiveness to him, and there's an edge. The way he dresses as he walks into a building is, I'm the man. I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. These guys believe that. And I think with Tua, it's always been hard to tell whether he has that alpha in him. There's a lot of Russell Wilson there, where it's like hunky-dory, things are great. You know, you never want to make anybody mad. And a lot of that just stems from Tua comes from a very disciplined household and a culture where you're highly respectful. And so it just comes off as a guy that's a little bit of a square and a little too nice. And early in his career, teammates had questions about whether that was the guy, whether he walked onto a football field and people said, yeah, that's the guy I'm going to follow. You know, Trevor Lawrence has that. Justin Herbert has that. Aaron Rodgers has that. Brady has always had that. That's our guy. Tua hasn't really looked and been that way. And I think if he starts getting there a little bit, it's a really good thing for the Dolphins. It's a really good thing for Tua. And I got to be honest, when I saw this the other day, I was like, all right, maybe there's something there. And... Mike McDaniel is the perfect head coach for this because McDaniel is a really good psychologist. McDaniel is a smart, bright play caller, offensive mind. He's quirky. He's a little eccentric. You know, he's not exactly polished with his words, but you can tell he's a psychologist. He knows how to connect with guys, whether through authenticity, whether through poking and prodding with them, joking with them. You know, he just... He's got a really good way about him. So I think that marriage is really good. I think it's a really, really, really valuable marriage to have between coach and quarterback. And Tua was awesome. And look, I really hope he stays healthy for 17 games because I want to see what the Dolphins look like and what Tua looks like if you give him the full season. I mean, last year, in the games that Tua played, when he was still healthy, They had the best record of the AFC through 11 games. And then, of course, everything kind of came apart. Who knows? What happens if last year this team was 13-4 and with Tua? Would we all still question whether he could really do it? And in this division where the Bills just look like they did, and the Jets just lost Aaron Rodgers, and the Patriots look like they did, there's nobody in the division that looked as good as the Dolphins did in Week 1. Not even close. Not even close. So I'm optimistic on the on the Dolphins. I have them winning the division. Had them before the season. Picked them to win the division. But I didn't think the Bills would look like crap. And, and the, the Jets would lose their starting quarterback in week one. But such is life. And here's where the Dolphins sit in a really good position going into week number two. 855-212-4CBS. Or on Twitter, DA on CBS. For those wondering, the Dolphins going to New England to take on the Patriots. And that is a little Sunday night football coming up this weekend. Dolphins at Pats. And so national TV audience is going to watch Tua against Belichick's D. 
For the record, if you were wondering, oh, right. Is there football again, DA, tonight? There is Vikings and Eagles from Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia. Eagles, a six-point favorite in this game. God, do the Vikings look like trash. And we will do more on the Vikes coming up later on in the show. But for an offense that was so explosive last year, for a quarterback that has annually put up such good numbers, Against a Bucks team that is going through a reboot, rebuild, maybe tank, can't quite tell. The fact that Tampa Bay won that game is pretty devastating for the Vikings. That's a squad that won all of those one-possession games last year, won all of those turnover battles, got by in the hairs of their chinny-chin-chins with a defense that was awful, and... Reckoning happened in week number one against the Bucks, And let me tell you, larger sample size, you don't end up winning all those one possession games. It's going to come back to bite them. It already did in week number one. Tonight, though, they travel to the Eagles, and that's not the place that you want. Prime time in Philadelphia, the place to try to save your season from going 0-2. When we come back here on the show, we've got sound check, your best audio of the day. And an awkward moment in Buffalo as a reporter talked a little trash about Stephon Diggs. And there was a hot mic, hot mic, uh uh-oh. You'll hear that next. DA, CBS Sports Radio. CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. All right, welcome back, everybody. And you can always listen to the show in podcast form. The full four hours are the best of the show, plus the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast, is out. Brand new PGP for the week is available. We begin with Giannis. What about the future in Milwaukee? If the Bucks aren't putting together a team you feel like you could win a championship with, this is courtesy of the 48 Hours podcast on the Believe Network. As long as we play and we approach the game every single day the right way and we all sacrifice for a common goal, I can see myself being in Milwaukee Bucks for the rest of my career. But the moment I feel like people are not committed as a as as I am, to get that uh, golden pin in the back, I, I I am not. You know, I am I'm a Milwaukee Buck, but most importantly, I'm a winner. I want to win, and uh, I have to do whatever it takes for me to win. And if there's a better situation for me to win the Larry O'Brien, I, I have to take that better situation. I think that Giannis is in Milwaukee for the long haul. I do. I think he's in Milwaukee for the long haul, but what he's doing here is applying pressure to the organization to find guys that want to win, coaches that want to win, and a support staff that wants to win at the level that he does. And I don't I don't mind that. I I think it's okay if you're a superstar to constantly verbalize that we've got to push the envelope. These are the expectations. Don't get complacent. You know, Joe Burrow's doing this, and Giannis has won a championship. So it would be easier to be complacent if you did win a title. And I think the Budenholzer thing was that Budenholzer kind of always felt like there wasn't a real urgency that he was, hey, 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 
We'll be fine. We'll be fine. You know, it's just there was too much Matthew McConaughey in in Budenholzer, just too laid back at times. And we saw how they played in the postseason, some of the coaching decisions, the playoffs. But I just think that he's rattling cages to make sure everyone's on the same page. And I don't I don't mind that. I don't think he wants to leave. I think he likes Milwaukee. He's won a championship there. It's good ownership. It's a great fan base. But I think that he wants to just keep reminding everybody around him this are these are the expectations. And that's why I don't mind it at all. By the way, Soundcheck is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck at a timeshare and want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. This is not great. Yesterday, there was a podium set up at Bills at the Bills facility, and they were waiting for a player or players to come to the podium. Problem was, hot mic, hot mic. As the mics were on, nobody was at the podium, and you heard media members talking. And it sounded like one of the media members asked the team reporter, Maddie Glab, about who is going to be brought out. And she brings up Stefan Diggs' name and try to take a listen to what she says about Steph when she doesn't know that the mics are on. There's no control over yeah. Stefan Diggs. <laughs> yeah. 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 Dude's going to do what he wants to do. Coming over there. Steph. Nope. He'll look, at, he'll look at my face and say, F you. How he treats everybody. So, again, this is the team reporter, Maddie Glab, who works for the Buffalo Bills. Not great. And she basically says, you know, Diggs does what he wants to do. He'll look me right in my face and say, F you. That's how he treats everybody. Well, hot mic, hot mic. So Glab had to then take to Twitter to post an apology. And she said, I want to take ownership for what I said. I'm very sorry. I respect the hell out of Stefan Diggs. Hell. In an official statement from a team employee, that's, I mean, she really apologizes. He's been one of my favorite players to cover. He has great character and treats us media with lots of respect. Which sounds a bit like a sixth grader wrote the official statement. He has great character and treats us media with lots of respect. He takes time out of his day to talk to us, which he doesn't have to do. She said media was waiting for players to come out for press conferences. Oh, no, she didn't say this. Oh, yes. When a reporter jokingly told me to go get Stefan Diggs, I said I don't have control over him. Steph marches to the beat of his own drum, and I love that about him. He has a playful relationship with our video department, so that's why I said he probably wouldn't say yes to me grabbing him for an interview. I should not have said what I said. I apologize for that. Steph is not in the wrong. I am. Please take me down! <laughs> I mean, the only thing she didn't say was, if I had a daughter, I would love her to marry <laughs> Stefan Diggs. Like, it's cool. We, we, it's fine. I'm sure that's what would have happened. He would have cursed somebody to get away from him if they went to pull him out of the locker room. I'm wrong. He's right. Did I mention I'm really wrong? I was so wrong. And he treats us media with lots of respect. He drove me here today. He's so nice. <laughs> you know, I think that's 
Stefan Diggs' reputation is that of a guy that's difficult. It's why the Vikings traded him. It's why there was some type of whatever between him and Josh Allen in the preseason. It is why he was not there at camp, and Sean McDermott said it was a big problem. And it, there was something between him and Allen at the playoff game last year against the Bengals. So I don't think Stephon Diggs is the easiest guy to deal with. The mm-hmm. issue is you're a reporter, and if you're not even if you're not employed by the team, you can get away with that a little bit more. If you're employed by the team and you're a young reporter and you yeah. work for the Bills, that's just a comment that you don't want to be caught on hot mic. But Bogues, this is the worst nightmare of all of us is the conversations that are not supposed to be a microphone get picked up for the world to hear. And today in 2023, that goes everywhere immediately where if this was 1983 or 1993, local reporter says something about Andre Reid or something. It stays in Buffalo for the most part, unless Will McDonough reports on it on Sunday morning, you know, during the NBC pregame. Like, it just wouldn't ever go anywhere. No, but I feel like, you know, kind of feel like that we're trendsetters here, DA. We talk a lot of smack about our colleagues in this place right into a microphone. We know this mic is on, and we take shots at basically everybody that works here. Okay. So maybe that's what we need now is like an open door policy, like a full honesty thing. No accidental hot mics. Just be free to tell us that Stefan Diggs would not take kindly to being requested to leave the locker room to come speak to the media. He would say F you to my face. Yeah, it's fine. But he would say that to everybody was what she's saying. Exactly. But I mean, like, who's safe around here? We don't, we don't, and then we don't apologize. We go after everybody. That's, that is true. For Stefan Diggs, this is such a weird thing because he was the guy trying to pump up Josh Allen on Monday night when Allen was the disaster. So... Is it possible that Stefan Diggs is simultaneously a distraction and an issue and a headache, but also a guy that is a builder and a and a guy that's pumping up his teammates too? I mean, he certainly can be both of those things. And also, everything that Maddie said, shy of him cursing in someone's face, none of those things are actually a problem. Like, it's okay if he's hard to wrangle into a press conference or he goes, I'm not doing it today. Like, those things, none of those, those are all non-issues. They have no effect in the locker room. The only one that would be a concern is if he's disrespectful to people, but he could also be disrespectful to you Tuesday afternoon in the locker room, but on the sideline getting in Josh Allen's face and trying to get him to play better. I think he could be both of those things. Yeah, the Allen-Stefan Diggs dynamic is totally bizarre. Who knows what's going on there? In this case, you're right. You would hope that Stefan Diggs doesn't tell media member. well, who even cares about media members, but just like team employees and PR people and stuff like F you, I'm not doing it. Yeah, because even if you, if you really wanted to like parse her story or her comments like line by line, she's not part of the media department. She is a news reporter for the Bills. So if she went to find him and was like, you need to come into the room now to talk to us, he would certainly be confused by her trying to have that power over him so his response could be, bleep you, get away from me, who are you? So, like, it's just, it's just, it's embarrassing, but I don't but I don't think this tells you much about what Stefan Diggs is or is not. I think it tells you something because she went so overboard apologizing for it, which I think means... Well, she's of, just trying to save her job, maybe. 
Yeah, maybe. But also that there must be eggshells around Stefan Diggs. Like, oh my God, I shouldn't have said that. Stefan, no, you're the best. You're a high character guy. And somebody telling Maddie Glab, you better fix this. Yeah, I yeah, I guess. Because like, think about a player. What's the most chill player ever? I mean, I guess this two is pretty chill. If she said this about Tua, he'll tell me F you to my face. Do you, well, that's a bad example. I mean, Russell Wilson, maybe. And but he, those guys don't want to be seen as villains either. Wrong, so right. You want a guy that just doesn't, maybe J.J. Watt. Right. Like someone that just doesn't care whatever you say. Would you go that overboard being like, I'm so sorry. It's not what men, high character guy, you know? Yeah, I still, I still think you'd be, you're like in survival mode. Yeah. So you're you're changing your story completely and pumping up whoever your accidental victim was because she's how I don't know how to describe it like she's nobody like she's so far like even I'm looking at her now she's the second to last name in the media and content group is that nice she's so, a nobody so she's but but like nice? but she's the all she did you know she existed until this happened I didn't but I don't consume so, bills.com every day right but still like she's She's out of nowhere now, known, and she's got to fix it. And she's got, I'm sure she's getting destroyed on social media. Yeah. And her boss is like, this is not how we work, Maddie. And so she's got to go out right. there and do whatever she can to make herself look a little bit better right. and take all the heat. Yeah. She should have just had a, maybe a ghostwriter for the statement so that it read a little bit more adult life. Or maybe a chat GPT. Yeah. Yeah. Bizarro I mean, Morant could have done saw, it for her. We saw John Morant go to chat, chat GPT and it came out, you know, a lot better than this day. True. Fat GPT to do all of your apologies. <laughs> Finally, here's Dion. Why he has no time. No time. To soak in the early success. Do you take time to just soak it in and enjoy the moment a little bit? And no, not it? really. I don't have time to enjoy the moment. I don't uh, Santa don't have time. You know, he got to deliver the gifts. He ain't got time to enjoy his cookies. Okay? That's all he gets. I ain't got time for that. I got to keep it going. I got to keep this machine going and uh, make sure we stay on the right path and make sure we're locked in and we're focused on the right things. Make sure we're practicing adequately. Make sure we're giving it our all. Making sure we're making the right adjustments and doing the playing the proper personnel. So it's a lot. It's, it's a lot driving this train. It's not easy. I really love this quote. Santa don't have time. <laughs> and not only do I love thinking about him as Santa Claus, but it's made me stop and think, it's true. Does Santa not even have time to enjoy the cookies? Now, he does eat the cookies seemingly at every house, so he takes a bite, swigs some, some milk, but... Is it one of those things like Joey Chestnut? Like, he's just ripping through cookies and milk, not even thinking about how delicious they are because he's just got to get on to the next house. I, it I made want... really made me think about how much stress Santa is under. And let's, I... be, let's be real. I mean, not not everybody's cooking is great. He ain't eating everybody's cookies, too. He's just he's probably seen some that look a little overcooked, maybe a little... <laughs> Maybe he was in the oven a little too long, saying, oh, I don't got time for this. Gotta go to the next house. Timmy needs his Timmy needs his bike before 3 a.m. before I get to the to the West Coast. But every house you go into, there's a bite taken out of those cookies. So he's he's putting in the work. Maybe the reindeer eat a eat a cookie, or maybe he's just like, no time. He throws a chocolate chip cookie to Rudolph or whatever. But it's kind of tough to reconcile, but it's true. We think we're stressed. Nobody's more stressed than Santa. Yeah, I don't. 
I don't want to think about it this way. I, I want it just to well, be you better. delicious cookies you and presents and laugh, belly laughs and reindeer and snow-covered oh, roofs. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, I don't want to think about Santa having a meltdown like the rest of us at work well, for I those think, 36 hours. But I think that's the greatness of Santa. He's not melting down. He's always, he's like Brady in the two-minute trail. Like, he just is about the job and never gets rattled. But he doesn't have time to enjoy it. Like Tom Brady on third and six doesn't get to look around and be like, wow, isn't it great I'm in the Super Bowl? It's like, I got to get this and I got to get this ball into the end zone. For Santa, he's like, look, I got to get to Des Moines. I, I, no time. I got to get to Malaysia after this. I got to get over to, you know, he's just, he's constantly. He's on to Cincinnati. He's on to Cincinnati constantly. And the stress here for Santa is 364 days to build the toys, one to deliver them. One. I mean, talk about it's like your Super Bowl. You don't even get a regular season. There's no preseason. There's no dry runs. One day, you've got to get it done. And let's face it, he's not perfect. I didn't always get every toy I wanted, but he's got a really high success rate. He's got a 92% success rate or something like that. Uh, 92 sounds low. Very high QBR. Well, I mean, there's. I'm sure you had... Right, but hundred percent of the gifts you ever wanted, did you get ninety two percent of them? Well, but the thing is, there's so many of us, and he's it's been going for so many years. The he's so high. There's so much of a sample size that it would take a lot of mistakes to get all in a ninety two percent. But he's got to be like ninety eight percent in North. So got to be. So that means then there's a lot of kids out there that got everything they ever wanted every Christmas. Yeah, I think most times you skewed towards that to wow. perfection. Yeah. The guy's a first ballot Hall of Famer. And we wave the five-year wait. Those he goes right in when he's done. And how old do you think Santa is? He doesn't have an age. Which means this guy, it's its like Brady times 10. It's like he keeps doing it at his age. He said that he's overweight, obviously. He's not in great physical shape. He's old. He's got a white beard. You know, he's the healthiest fat guy. All these doctors that That's keep telling true. Sean he is, really they he's in the non-Santa division. That's a great point. And, of course, shout out to Mrs. Claus, too, you know, holding him down. I mean, you know, right. we, we saw Giselle, you know, she was out the door <laughs> with Brady, but Mrs. Claus is saying, no, I'm here. We're going to help build these gifts. We're going to get you ready. You're not going to be in the best shape, but we'll get you in good enough shape so that December 24th, Christmas Eve, you're out there, You're ready. and those gifts are out there, and everybody ready to go. And right. those two as a pair, they both deserve their flowers. That's right. That's a that's a really good point. That Mrs. Claus deserves her flowers for holding him down. EJ's not wrong though. How many guys have gotten famous and popular and go? Oh, you know what I should do now? Date a 22 year old model. Up, go. Right. And as far as we know, Santa's never done no. that. No. But maybe he has just no time. Work consumes him. Where is he going to cheat? Where does he have time for an affair? He's just building freaking toys today. He's building toys today for kids in Siberia. Right, and when your your transportation's a sled with eight reindeer, you can't sneak out easily. Like, she's going to know when you take off every you, time. Right, you hear the bells. Yeah. They're like, where are you going? No, uh, I got to get some cigarettes. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Uh, Vixen's got a sore hoof. <laughs> going to the vet. I'm going to the vet. Why isn't the vet come here? Uh, he's <laughs> he's busy, so I'm going to go see him today. <laughs> Santa planting thirst traps in his Instagram. <laughs> in nothing but his belt. The original dad bod. <laughs>
And that is your sound check. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And now, why don't we get stunned? It doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. So I don't know about you guys, but my goal is to never be in enough trouble where jail is a possibility. That seems like a fair bar. And so far, so good. But let's just say I take a misstep or two and the police are coming, I'd probably do a lot of running in that scenario to stay away from jail as long as possible. But <laughs> could I do... So if you run, jail might be more likely. Adding charge, but maybe I get away. Okay. Maybe I get away. 52-year-old Vermont man Eric Edson was wanted for armed robbery when police first found him, apparently asleep in his car on August 30th. Edson woke up and sped away, allegedly injuring both the officers. Later that night, he had to run away from police. Then he stole a bike to move faster, and then he took to the water, stealing a sailboat. Wow! So the Coast Guard got involved, only to have Edson run the sailboat aground and then flee into the cliffs. So now he's on the loose for a couple of days. But last Thursday, police got a tip about a man matching his description on a kayak going down the river. When police arrived, Edson went ashore, ran a little, then jumped back in the river and swam across. That is amazing. But there were cops on that side, too, and now he's finally in police custody. So he went car, Dude. run, bike, boat, whatever, for a couple of days, kayak, swim, run, jail. Okay, I have the best idea. This is an Iron Man competition. What he just did, you should then plot out for these people that go do the tough mutters and stuff on weekends. That's that's doing everything. Now you have to learn how to sail. (laughs) But look, that is an incredible workout right there. So 
our good friend Katie Lindendahl is, has done these. I think they're called Murphs. Now they're it's a very serious thing. It's it's in honor of a soldier. It was a workout he did. It's yeah. like sit ups, push ups, pull ups. You got to run with like a weighted vest, and you just you do a Murph. So you want to do an Edson now totally. for exercise? Yes, this is way better than a five k. You know, you you sign up for one of these five k's. A bunch of kids and grannies walk in. Everybody's lollygagging. A bunch of lollygaggers. You get done. It's like, all right, I guess I kind of broke a sweat. It's fine. I got some calories burned. If you sign up, and I once did a Tough mutter. If you sign up for one of these bad boys, an Edson, you have to, it's 21 miles in some regard. Right. There's a bike. That's good. That's good for your legs. Yeah. Then there's running. That's good for your whole body workout. And let's just let's cut the sailboat out and just do the kayak. Okay, kayak's good, right? That's yeah. a good arm workout, upper body. You're getting your delts and your tries and your pecs worked out. Then you're doing some swimming. That's a great all-body workout. Correct. You're on turf. You're on land. Then you're in the water. You do a little bit more running. Honestly, an Edson, if you did an Edson once a year, that's that's a freaking good competition. Let me take it back to the legal front. I know that jail overcrowding is an issue across this country. Yeah. What if we, at some point, you know, we collect 20 or 30 individuals who are in trouble but don't necessarily need to go to jail as punishment? What if we hold an Edson for them and we say, like, mm-hmm. the top five or ten finishers, that's it. That's their, literally their get-out-of-jail-free card. The other guys have to go do their sentence. I don't mind that either. I don't mind running a combine for prisoners okay. to see who's in and who's out. If you if you fail a combine, sorry, it's life in prison. Right? Yeah. Well, we I mean, I know about shows. life. There's, there's, a, there's a writer's strike. We could just do this for reality shows. That's reality true. Shows. No, we're not scabs, up. though, here. But again, this is strike two. Yesterday, you're taking a shot at Boise. Now you're anti-union? You know what I would call this? You know what I would call this competition? The Fez Bellucci. <laughs> I would call this the Fez Bellucci Invitational. I think it's a great idea. You know, I'm so sick of the trying to wish Kirk Cousins into something that he isn't. He's a nice man. If he was the man behind the power drill, above us or around us, I'd be pleasantly surprised. He is a nice human being. That's a nice man right there. And if you watched Quarterback on Netflix, you see good intentions, works hard, wants to be a good teammate, wants to be a good dad, wants to be a good husband. He wants to have a little bit of personality. He's he's perfect. Okay, he's he's like a double stuffed Oreo. It's not crazy. And nothing is it's not like we're going to do, you know, spicy hot Oreos or avocado tasting Oreos or it's just it's a little he wants to be a little bit more than just a very basic simple cookie. That fine. But there's this kind of strange counter narrative to what to what Kirk Cousins is. I think because he's a nice man, because he's embraced the yeah, you like this, he's got a bit of a droll sense of humor. So people kind of want him to be more than he is. And they use his statistics, they use his numbers. Look at the stats.
If you looked at the stats, you would see that Kirk Cousins ranks this, that, and the other thing. And we could do this all day long. You want to do this? I'll do that. I'm unkillable. 2015, 4,000 yards. 2016, nearly 5,000 yards. 2017, 4,000 yards. 2018, 4,200 yards. 2019, 3,600 yards. 2020, 4,200 yards. 2021, 4,000 yards. Last season, 4,500 yards. Touchdowns thrown, 29, 25, 27, 30, 26, 35, 33, 29. Completion percentage. 70, 67, 64, 70, 69, 67, 66, 65. You can use those stats all day long and be like, well, yeah, that sounds like a pretty good quarterback. I mean, he throws for 4,000 yards every single season, 29 to 32 touchdowns every single year, completion percentage in the high 60s. Yeah. Did you watch last week's Vikings Bucks game. Probably not because who wanted to watch that? But if you did, you saw a Vikings offense that basically couldn't get out of its own way. Not much to write home about besides Cousins throw to Jordan Addison. Aside from that, there was a 50 what there was a there was a field goal in there by Greg Joseph and Short touch to buy Alexander Madison, but Madison didn't run for many yards, and the Vikings kind of continually stalled, and the Buccaneers won 20-17 to on that long field goal about, what, five minutes to go in the game, and you just saw a Vikings offense that did not look explosive, that looked like it was completely dependent on Justin Jefferson, and that Kirk Cousins was pretty bland. He was a Hydrox cookie, not even a double-stuffed Oreo. But let's look at the stats. Well, he went 33 of 44. That's a pretty high completion percentage. That's 75% completion. And he threw for 344 yards. It's a good day for a quarterback, and he threw for two touchdowns and one interception, so a two-to-one TD-to-INT ratio. And if you just look at the stats, then yeah, Cousins is, quote, good. If you watch the game, you see, what is it? It's a offense and a quarterback and a team stuck spinning on the hamster wheel. And they know it. And that's why the supposed NFL experts that keep saying that Kirk Cousins is this, Kirk Cousins is that, look, if the Jets called him today and said, we will give you a second-round draft pick for Kirk Cousins, the, the Vikings would trade it in five minutes. We'd get it done five seconds. You want Cousins for two? You got it. You got it. They're not giving him a contract extension. Why aren't the Vikings giving him a contract extension? Because they know there is a ceiling. And the stats don't tell the story. And so tonight, when the Vikings go to Philadelphia, one of two things is going to happen. Neither of them are good for Kirk Cousins. One, 
the Vikings most likely are going to get smashed by the, the Eagles. They play poorly in Philadelphia. We remember the NFC Championship game a couple of years ago. However, the Eagles do have a couple of important players that are injured in this game, as Bogus was mentioning during the update. But they're likely to get smashed in this game. The Vikings are not at the level. The, the Eagles are on the road, prime time. I do not trust Kirk Cousins in this spot. This is likely, just like last year, 28-7 to type of win by the Vikings. Or by the Eagles, rather. That's the first bad thing that could happen. The second bad thing that could happen is the Vikings somehow squeak out a win because the Eagles are trying to figure out a passing attack with Jalen Hurts. If you watched against the Patriots on Sunday, you saw that the Eagles have taken away the running part of Jalen Hurts' game. And the reason is, they won't admit it, but we gave him a lot of money. We don't want him to be injured. We gave him this huge contract extension. We don't intend for him to take on linebackers 12 times a game, run of the football. We want him to be a passer. We want him to stay upright. We want him to stay healthy. We want longevity. And so all of the creativity on the ground that we saw from Jalen Hurts last season and the year prior, we did not see on Sunday in Foxborough. That was by design. They, they've they've vanillaed up the Eagles offense. Now, maybe if they go into a losing streak or maybe if, you know, they get to the playoffs, they're going to have to just kind of unleash Jalen Hurts. But clearly early, the priority is don't let him have to carry the ball too much. So tonight they could mess around and lose to the Vikings because they're trying to force feed Jalen Hurts into being a pocket passer. And if the Vikings win, that will also be bad because it'll make the Kirk Cousins believers believe again. You know, it's like the apocalypse, people. Uh, believe me, October 11th, 2018, world is over. World is over. You guys don't believe it. World is over. Cataclysmic. World is over. October 12th happens. And they're like, all right. But November 1st of 2020, it's over. It's over. It's over. It's over. We wake up on November the 2nd, 2020. All right. 2024, the world is over. The world is over. It's like, how many times are you guys going to be wrong on this? Same thing with Cousins. How many times can you argue that he's something that he isn't? And tonight, if the Vikings win, it'll all happen again. I say this all the time. If me and the Bourbon Bell were away on vacation, my number one draft pick on who would take in the mail and water the plants... Kirk Cousins. I want him running all of the responsibility of my household and being a neighbor. I want him checking the blink camera to make sure there's no weird stuff happening outside my house and have him text me, hey, bud, just wanted to check in and let you know, Amazon driver came in today. They dropped off your package outside the garage door, but I brought it around to the side door knowing that it wouldn't get rained on. Hope you're having a great trip. Say hi to your wife for me. Great. Love that guy. That guy not winning in Philadelphia tonight. That guy not winning a playoff game. That guy not winning a Super Bowl. Just is what it is. That's fine. I'm sure every day I come home from work and my wife goes, I wish DA looked like Ryan Reynolds. But she has to come to the understanding. Yeah, but you know what? Good guy. Good job. Good dad, good husband, he's funny, he makes me laugh, he cooks a little bit, you know, he waters the plants, he cares about us, you know, so he doesn't look like Ryan Reynolds, but, you know, 
You just got to come to that. It's the same thing with Kirk Cousins. You just have to come to the conclusion. He ain't anything more than good stats. That's it. He's good stats and he's a good guy. I think the Vikings are in trouble tonight. I think the Vikings are in trouble all season long. And that's your Thursday night football preview sponsored by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. That Thursday night preview could also be considered a Kirk Cousins takedown. So apologies to the Cousins family. We're toasting to the good life. I feel alive. Ah, ah, ah. We are feeling good and doing well. How many beers ago? Uh... Probably a thousand. It's the DA Show's Thirsty Thursday. Celebrating with some booskies. Some booskies. All right, guys. What are we toasting to? EJ Stewartson is your executive producer on this fine Thirsty Thursday. EJ, who are you toasting to? So a little bit of a sad toast, but I think it's a worthy toast. I want to toast uh, the family of Rochelle Boone, a local New York One anchor. Um, she recently passed away. Long battle of pancreatic cancer. A very courageous battle. Um, the memorial was early this week, which is why I wasn't on the show earlier this week. Uh, Boyle, I think, was in for me. But um, it's a beautiful ceremony. I want to shout out to people at New York One, where I used to work. I worked there for six and a half years before coming over to CBS Sports Radio. So um, Rochelle was a really special person. Her impact on not just the station, but the city as a whole was really special. So I want to make sure I give a major shout out and a big toast to the life and legacy of Rochelle Boone. Right on. Hashtag toast them. Booski. So the media is oftentimes scorned for the things that we don't do well, but Rochelle is one of the people that did a lot of things really well. What what made her special? What made her special to me was two things. One, her ability to connect to, to whoever she was talking to, whether it was a Joe Schmo on the street, whether it was the mayor of New York City. She treated everyone equal. She treated everyone the same the same level of respect and the same level of dignity. I think a lot of people wonder why was Rochelle able to connect and get so many great interviews and so many great sound bites and relate to so many people. A lot of that was because of her ability to connect to people and treat everyone equally. Also, as I said, as her producer, um, her toughness was unmatched. Uh, it didn't matter where we were sending her in terms of her being a, a reporter. She was a reporter. For many years before she became an anchor, um, she could go into a family's home that lost people, people lost lives. She can go to a protest where people are, are angry. She can go to a, you know, a, a troubled politician and ask some difficult questions. Whatever it was, Rochelle was down for it, but she could always do it with a smile. And she could always do it with a good attitude. And she could always do it with um, just the right approach. And I think that, again, a lot of people could learn a lot from what Rochelle uh, gave to us. So, again, I want to give a major shout out to her. That's a good one. Good toast. And the people that can do that in our industry, in the media in general, and society in general, are really, really valuable people. The ones that can connect us to stories, to people, other human beings, other things happening through their touch, their knowledge, their human connection. So those those journalists that are out there that do that, the reporters, the anchors, the journalists, the writers, those those people really have a special gift. Mr. Andrew Bogish, who are you toasting to? I'm going to go very far away from from EJ's great toast, DA. Um, I mentioned this very briefly I th- Monday or Tuesday on the show, but I'm going to be another 
lame alum. And uh, Toast Fordham football head coach Joe Collin went on the road to Buffalo, an FBS opponent. Okay. Not necessarily a huge FBS opponent. Wow, so the Bulls and the Bills with tough losses last week. Exactly. Weekend. Now, as far as I know, the Bills didn't pay the Jets for that game <laughs> and then lose it. But... When an FCS team goes to an FBS team, you're getting a paycheck to go up there and theoretically let wow. them beat you. So when the Rams go north of New York, they take some money and they take a win and come back to campus with both. So kudos to those boys for a heck of an effort. Uh, and it's always a good day to be a proud alum of any school. And uh, a bunch of us certainly were over the last, this last weekend. All right. Booski. That's a very eerie similarity that Western New York football team loses to New York City area team in embarrassing upset. Yes. Now, Fordham's starting quarterback stayed healthy for the entire game, unlike Aaron Rodgers. Uh, threw five touchdown passes, was the FCS offensive no, player the f- of the week. Oh, yeah, so they right. So they won with, you know, they didn't have to overcome any heartbreak in the game. They just straight won. But, yeah, a little New York on New York crime. Was there sure. even a line on that game? I'm sure there was, but I don't know what it was. Sometimes FBS versus FCS, they have no line. I'm sure there was something. If anybody bet on it is the next question, but I, and I don't know what that line would have been. Three touchdowns? I mean, you'd think at least. At least. So they. Yeah. So Fordham overcame maybe a three-touchdown spread to win. Okay, yeah. very good. Ryan Botcher, who's such a villain in Boise these days, a total shock jock. Who are you toasting to? Okay, uh, there was a lady last night at City Field. She was at her 15th different ballpark all all to see Zach Gallen the pitcher for the Diamondbacks really yes it was her 15th different stadium seeing Zach Gallen start and she got a nice stamp I got a stamp too in the team store for her book she was wearing a green hat I don't know why but I find that crazy you travel the country to see Zach Gallen in every single stadium so I'm toasting her okay how did you find out how many ballparks she's been to so she talked so she was getting the stamp in the team store, and my friend works at the team store, so we're just chilling around after the stadium. And just the stamp so that you're in there and you've been in line, and so now they know yeah. that you've been in there. So the, there's like a leather book. It has a stamp of the date. It says City Field on it. There's a second stamp for City Field and Dodger Stadium for the Jackie Robinson stamp. Oh, so you get I see. So you have a book like a passport to yes. get stamped at different ballparks. Yes. I see. And so you were going to get your own book stamped. No, no, I was just there because my friend works at the register, and I'm nothing to do better than watch the Mets. Gotcha. Maybe he actually does that. Gotcha. So she was in there getting the stamp, and it was she was talking to him like, "Oh, how many stadiums is this?" Blah blah blah. Fifteen different stadiums to see Zach Gallen. Was she related to Zach Gallen? I have no idea. I'd hope so. I mean, who travels the world to see Zach Gallen? Right, either families or stalkers. Yeah, it no gets a little between. creepy after you know. You're right. Four stadiums, probably right. You're right. <laughs> if you travel the entire country to see Zach Gallen. You're either family or a stalker. So either you should alert the Diamondbacks to the situation or you should have made friends with Zach Gallen's mom or aunt or sister and had an in. She she was, uh, I think I'm going stalkerish. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. I would have leaned that way as just, well. Just based off the hat I saw. Because mom doesn't Whoa. need her passport stamped for seeing her son True. pitch in 15 stadiums. He's from Jersey. So could she be... Family from this area, but then why would she be traveling all over the place? Right. She's by herself, too. Hmm. Boy. Zach Gallen, by the way, first time he made an all-star game was this year. He's been in the league since 2019, so she picked a good year to travel the, the world. Yes, a young candidate. By the way, EJ's telling me 
The Buffalo Bulls were a 23 and a half point favorite over Fordham, mm-hmm. and the Rams pulled the upset. How about mm-hmm. that? Is that so? Cha-ching. I am toasting to the first bite of an apple. <laughs> okay. It's very specific, but every day on my way to work, I bring an apple, and in the car, after at a certain mile marker, I know how much time I have left in the drive. Once I hit that, I eat my apple. And I like an apple, an apple a day. I feel like keeps the doctor away. I like a honey crisp apple. I like it crisp. I like it crunchy. I like it a little sweet. I also grew up in apple country, so I've I've loved apples since I was young because there's always been apple orchards and fresh apples at the supermarket or the farm stand or what have you. But an apple as a whole is good. But nothing's as good as the first bite because you can take any angle on the apple, any angle, any side, rotate it, top, bottom, side, whatever, and you bite in and you it's a clean canvas. And then after that, it's all about biting into a part you've already bit into partially. Mm. And so, you know, and then you're kind of like working just the inside. and But the first crunch of just an apple is the best bite. And it crunches, and it' a little sweet. I mean, it's a little tart. That first bite is what I'm toasting to today. Booski. I, I know there's the you know one bite pizza challenge that you know Dave Portnoy <laughs> does. And maybe Da, you could start the one bite apple challenge. That's true. It's it's very indicative of where I grew up in my childhood, and yeah, where I'm from is just apples for days. So I should do the one bite apple challenge. I you know, but. There's a lot of apples out there I don't like. Right. I mean, I, you and I have bonded over this Madden madness thing. I don't want to break that bond, but I actually would argue that the second bite is the better bite. Really? Because sometimes the first bite, maybe I'm not good at picking the correct landing spot, the good target, but that first bite sometimes is like the one that has to actually break the ice of the apple. Yeah. There's a lot of skin. I like that. I like the second bite. Now I'm in. Now there's the flesh is bare. Oh. Now I can angle things better. Now I'm okay. getting more flesh, which I prefer. Uh-huh. So maybe the second one for me is where I really can relax and go, this is a good app. Okay. Hey, you make a fair point. Once once you've already started digging the hole, yeah, there's, there's more of the bounty beneath. Right. And sometimes you get a better bite on the second one because it's it's changed the topography of the apple, and now you can get your teeth into different places. And I had I had an apple yesterday too, first one in a while. And on bite two or three, I'm like, why do I not have these more? They're so good, especially in the fall when they're fresh and they're coming from you know the trees or the orchards right around you. No matter where you are, usually fall is the best apple picking time, etc. An apple is just amazing. Sparks Gang says, what up, fellas? I'm toasting to me and the missus celebrating our 17th anniversary. Together for 12 years, married for one. Also toast to my 7th grade team. We're ready for war tonight. Hashtag confident, not cocky. Booskies. Could you read those numbers to me again? Yeah, you said our anniversary. Oh, sorry. Celebrating our anniversary on the 17th. Oh, okay. Not, I read that wrong. Not the 17th. So been together for 12 years, married for one. So they've. (laughs) Known each so wow so they knew each other for eleven years before getting married. All right, because I, I thought you said our seventeenth anniversary. We've been together for twelve, married for one. Yeah. I was I wasn't sure what those other four years are being accounted for. Yeah, what happened in those years? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a little off. Matt tweets toasting to my wife. We got married on Sunday. Toasting to your show as longtime listeners. We were introduced to PSA public service announcement. Hashtag toast them. 
Hashtag toast them. The opening song that I've had since 2009 on this show, even back when I was working prior to CBS at Boston, was Jay-Z's public service announcement. I just always love the bum, 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 bum. It's kind of like foreboding, and then it drills up, and there's big energy. And Matt and his wife, the first lady of Trash Tuesdays, they got married, and they used PSA to introduce themselves to the to the wedding reception. So in honor of the show, which is really badass. And Matt actually DM'd me. I think it was on Friday night. And I was home doing something, clearly not much. And so we were DMing back and forth. And I was like, are you nervous about tomorrow? He mentioned the PSA thing. He's like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm like, that's great. Because I think if you're if you're going into your wedding the next day and you're not nervous, you're either psyching yourself totally out or you really are like Joe Montana. I mean, I, I, I don't know, man. Going into our wedding, one number one. I <laughs> about three hours before I was like, oh my god, I am nervous. I mean, the vows and the people looking at you, and the, it's a lot. Oh, see, we ha- I guess we had the built-in advantage of um, a really bad weather forecast, and we wanted to get married outside. So Thursday night was like, when's it going to rain? And then Friday was like, oh, my God, it's pouring. What do we do? Where do we go? So that allowed me to think about other things. So I, I didn't have any base nerves. Mm. It was more like anger and frustration with Mother Nature half ruining the day. Did you get it in without... No, we had to get married inside because it had stopped raining, but like the area was grass and it was just mud from all the rain. That's a bummer. It was a bummer. Yes, it was. It would have been nice to be outside for the first part of the night for sure. And yet, you've had one of the best marriages of anybody that I know. I guess so. Yeah, except and for I've the had, dream parts. Except for the dream parts. <laughs> and I've been to really beautiful weddings, and they've been divorced. So you know. I think you'd opt for what you got, a worse wedding day with a better marriage than a great wedding day, and then it falls apart in three years. Yeah, I, again, when I'm awake, things are working out really well. <laughs> I think in terms of marriages, we can put Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus, and then number two, yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Bogus. Look, the Clauses, they're, they're for life. They're life. That's the gold standard. That's I mean, that's who standard. you're shooting to be. And I, I appreciate that Mrs. Claus has always kept herself in shape despite her husband totally letting himself go. And it doesn't seem like she judges him. It's just like I know that Daddy Claus likes his cookies and milk. and right. huge Those are the cookies he enjoys. Huge, He's got time for those cookies. Huge beer belly. Mm-hmm. He works all the time. He's a total workaholic, so I'm sure he's never quite emotionally available. And yet she's in it for the long haul. As EJ said, she holds him down. And... Doesn't seem like there's any problems there. I haven't heard of any. And, you know, it's got to be hard to be married to Mr. Claus, Santa. He's he's just he's eating a lot, unhealthy, not sleeping a lot, I'm sure, which is why he has a huge beer belly. He's working constantly. He's pushing around those elves. And then on the most important day of the year, you never see him. He's never around for Christmas. Right. And, you know, sometimes marriages just run their course naturally. You get to 85, 90, and that's it for your time on earth. And maybe that's a escape for one of the two people in the marriage, but they're never going anywhere. I mean, this is an endless marriage. Yeah. And I think it helps that they didn't ever have kids. Probably true. I think that helps. Cause then they could just focus on their careers 
But I bet Mrs. Claus in her heart of hearts would tell you that it would have been nice to have kids around for when Santa's not. Yeah, true. She's got to be a little lonely. At sometimes, right? Although she might just hang out with the reindeer if he's always with the elves. I've also need clarity on are the I know the elves are not their children, but are is she motherly to all of the elves? Like, does she have all of the, them instead of actual, you know, naturally born kids? Yeah, like kind of like a pseudo adoption thing, right? And on the reindeer, are they like pets or are they also workers? Right? Are they employees? Right? Because if they're pets, that that would go a long way. Service animals, or are they, yeah, part of the family? I don't know. But I, I've got a lot of respect for them. Thomas tweets, I'm toasting the Manning cast. Peyton and Eli make Monday Night Football coverage so much better with the perfect mix of inside game knowledge, humor, and excellent guests. Wish it was available for all games. Hashtag toast them. Booskies. And Aaron tweets, I remember playing Tecmo Bowl as a kid, but this Madden curse is new to me too, D.A., has a Browns player been on the cover every single year? <laughs> Hashtag stunned to a news. I, I'm still lost on this Madden thing. I think we're we're going to call it the Madden curse around here. We kind of coined that earlier in the day, if this is a thing, but I feel like I'm getting trolled by everybody around here. I, I had to stop checking Twitter. I don't need to be told I'm an idiot anymore. I get it. Sorry, guys. We're just getting hounded on social. Hammered. People are sending links and stories and then double-checking if I saw the link to the story. We missed it. I don't know. I can't go back and change time. We missed it. Drenzito says, you four might be the only ones in the world that don't know about it, which seems impossible. Hmm. It does seem impossible. Why are you just acting like this doesn't exist? Look. There might only be four people in the world that haven't heard of the Madden curse or whatever, this video game that you guys speak of, but the odds are the four of us all work on the same show. So if there's only four of us, it just so happen everybody in this room right now, where are the, the four guys that have been left? But, you know. And if you've been listening, there's a long list of things that we don't know that we probably should know. This just goes on the list. It doesn't right. start the list. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. No one knows what analytics is. They think it's like a bunch of nerds doing math, which I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> it's time now for the Mothership's Advanced Analytics. All right, everybody. The question today was, who has the better work ethic? Is it Dion Sanders, who compared himself to Santa Claus and never 
Never stop grinding. Don't even pick your head up to enjoy what's going on. Or is it the actual Santa Claus? 70% of you say it's Santa. Only 30% said Dion. Wow. Now, the data department tells us for Santa Claus to deliver gifts worldwide, he must travel to 218 million miles on Christmas Eve, which means he travels approximately 1,300 miles per second. Researchers calculate that if Santa is to reach every child on Christmas Eve, he only has one millisecond to go down each chimney, eat cookies, and distribute presents, which truly is what makes him magic. Total speed is like Daryl Green of the World's Fastest Man competition. And in Colorado, where Dion currently resides, there is a Santa Claus University that teaches people how to become professional Santas. Courses include media training, posing, beard shaping, dressing, and more. Is that right? Santa Claus school, eh? Letting people know, hey, if you want to be like me, you better get your weight up. You better, you better, you better, you better figure this out. This is not. This is. I, I do this every day. Three sixty-five. This is a grind. You ain't about this life. Exactly. I maybe, this maybe that's day. why Dion was inspired because he's like, I came to this state and you know, they they're teaching these kids how to do this. Right. I'm trying to live this life. Three sixty-five. <laughs> Let's get to your epic fail of the morning. This was exactly the conversation that we had back in hour number one. Even the DA show is not perfect. We know. Shocking. Here's the epic feel. Here's Dion. Why he has no time. No time to soak in the early success. I don't have time to enjoy the moment. I uh, <laughs> Santa don't have time. You know. Santa! Oh my God! Santa here? I know him. He got to deliver the gifts. He ain't got time to enjoy his cookies. What are you doing here? What do you think I'm doing? Oh, I, I, I mean, I brought you presents. <laughs> okay, that's all he gets. I ain't got time for that. Dear Santa Claus, how have you been? Did you have a nice summer? How is your wife? I got to keep it going. I got to keep this machine going. I really love this quote. Santa don't have time. <laughs> and... Not only do I love thinking about him as Santa Claus, but it's made me stop and think, it's true. Does Santa not even have time to enjoy the cookies? Food is family. Pizza Schwartz. Is it one of those things like Joey Chestnut? Like, he's just ripping through cookies and milk, not even thinking about how delicious they are because he's just got to get on to the next house. Now, let's be real. I mean, not not everybody's cooking is great. He ain't eating everybody's cookies, too. Can we clarify? I am not a shy guy. He's just, he's probably seen some that look a little overcooked, maybe a little, <laughs> maybe he was in the oven a little too long. Very bland. Saying, oh, I don't got time for this. Gotta go to the next house. Timmy needs his, Timmy needs his bike before 3 a.m. before I get to the, to the West Coast. I don't want to think about it this way. I, I want it just to well, be you better. delicious cookies you and presents and laugh, belly laughs and reindeer and snow-covered oh, roofs. Oh, 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 yeah, oh. I don't want to think about Santa having a meltdown like the rest of us at work well, for I those think, 36 hours. But I think that's the greatness of Santa. He's not melting down. He's always, he's like Brady in the two-minute drill. Like, he just is about the job and never gets rattled. Hey, we need a big championship drive. That's what we need. Got to start competing, huh? Start playing the fire, all of us. Come on now, fellas! We've got to answer the bell. Now let's go! It's like Brady times 10. It's like he keeps doing it at his age. He's had that 
He's overweight, obviously. He's not in great physical shape. <laughs> of course, shout out to Mrs. Claus, too, you know, holding him down. I mean, you know, right. we, we saw Giselle, you know, she was out the door <laughs> with Brady, but Mrs. Claus is saying, no, I'm here. We're going to help build these gifts. We're going to get you ready. Epic fail, you loser. That is why you fail. Epic fail. More toasts. Aunt Joni, who loves Chachi, toasting to Wednesday night, shooting pool, drinking cocktails, playing guitar, and enjoying the Padres spank of the Dodgers and take of the series. Hashtag Booskies. Booskies. Jonathan tweets, on June 16th, I got to attend the Bob's Bar Show with my brother Dan, and some amazing dude gave me this awesome can to bring back to PA. Every time I look at it, I remember the great time with you guys and the fellas. Cheers to a thirsty Thursday. And the beer is called, it's hard to say, but it has Babe Ruth on it, Hazy IPA, the big number three. Booskies. It's a good time. Good party. Tell you, one of the best. You guys just keep trolling me with all these Madden, John Madden tweets. I don't know what's real and what's not. Swamp Butter Bobcat tweets, what up, boys? Booskies to a little Thursday night football tonight. Nice to have football back. Booskies. That guy from Wisconsin. So you're telling me Pat Summerall's broadcast partner invented a video game? I don't believe it. Yeah, you Booskies. and me both. Timbo Slice toasting the passion, the heart, and overall love shown for the New York football teams. Once you're a Jet, you're a Jet all the way. Booskies. If they didn't kill us last night, we're unkillable. That was from BT's rant, Brandon Tierney, which was just epic. Jay tweets, since when does Oakland have a football team? Next, you'll tell us there was a basketball team that once was based in Seattle. Not buying it, DA. Neither am I, you Madden trolls. All right, that'll do it for us this morning here on the show. Thanks to EJ Stewart, your executive producer. Thanks to Ryan Botcher on the wheels of steel and audio director. Thanks to Andrew Kaplan, the Wizard of Watch DA. And thanks to Andrew Bogish on your headlines. We will see you tomorrow, Big Friday, straight ahead. The Wizard of Odds comes back. Tasty Top 5 and your football food of the week via A.I. Mraz. Be good. Be good to one another. The Mothership disconnects. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.